not a double standard. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a double standard, but it's not. Come on, come on. It's the $6 It's not about the money. It's the principle. And I'm like, no, you have to do more than just show up. So, I mean, I don't feel like you have to do much. Come on, bitch, that beat come in so hard and so nasty. Alright, what's up world? This is your girl Rachel and you're listening to Short Answers Long Discussions Podcast and welcome back. I know we've been gone for a minute. Um, but we took a few weeks off, but I told y'all I was going to come every other week for a few weeks until I get my life in order. Uh, y'all fall out silent. I forgot to ask y'all about that. Yes. I think I'm yes. professional sometimes. Okay. okay. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. All right. So I got my girl, Yvette, and I got my friend, Kenny, here today. Um, so we had, I had another guest who was expected to come, but unfortunately she could not make it at the last minute. So hopefully she'll be able to come on another time and y'all will be able to hear her story. So I didn't want to leave y'all with nothing. I feel like I have to say this all the time. I was doing something and then it didn't happen. So I didn't want to leave y'all with nothing. So I had to throw something together. But anyway, that is really what happened. (laughs) So I didn't want to leave y'all with nothing. So we was really here just putting something together real, 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 real quick. Um... But we came up with a few things, a few quickie topics that we're going to talk about and discuss with you all. But before we do that, how was y'all's week? How Great. Was y'all was? How was y'all was? Great. Relaxful. Girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what well, did? This is us. What are you okay? My week was just extremely busy, mm-hmm. y'all. I'm so tired. It's not even like an- the annoying tire. It's just, I think trying to balance having a life and mm-hmm. the demands of my job mm-hmm. and wanting to like show up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this week, this past week I was really tired and this week I already looked at my calendar and it's going to be another one. Another what? Just like long mm-hmm. lots of mm-hmm. deliverables do just, just a lot of work. Right, right, right. Yeah. My week was very similar. So uh, this week was very, very, very demanding. I feel like, um, yeah, I'm tired, y'all. I'm, one day I'll be able to talk about <laughs> the woes that is my job, but I'm exhausted. I didn't have a day off this week. Every day I had something to do. I'm extremely exhausted, extremely tired. So I feel like the podcast has been the thing that has taken the hit. Mm-hmm. in my life yeah. in order for me to try to make way for everything else so I apologize because this is my baby you know I want to be here but sometimes it's just too much you know yeah. Yeah. so but I'm here today y'all we are here so we here we here we here so I'm actually really excited <clears throat> I was so excited about today's guest too because like I said I thought it was going to be a really good episode and I just haven't had a really good, you know, I haven't been here for a minute, right, so right. I was so excited, but I'm still excited that y'all are here, and I'm excited, <laughs> right, insert, insert, gunshot, pop, pop, so, but we're going to go ahead and get started, and um, hopefully we'll wrap it on up, so I'm not going to stop in between, like most of the time I kind of stop in between quickie topics and kind of chop it up, but since this episode is probably not going to be as long, I'm just going to keep it running the whole time. 
So we're going to start with our first quickie topic. Your boy, Joe. Slow Joe. Joe uh, Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> so he is, there's been some movement, I guess, child, with these student loans, honey. So Joe, everybody know Joe ran on his big ticket item was student loan forgiveness. And for the last three and a half years, I guess it's been, he's been in office. It's been like a slow drip of what's going to happen with these student loans. So COVID happened. He paused our payments. And then he keep pushing off the pause, pushing off the stop payment, pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. But he hasn't erased the debt. So it's come like he'll erase certain types of student loan debt. Like if you went to ITT Tech or if you went to certain schools or stuff like that. But he ain't just wiped everybody clean like he said he's going to do, Joe. Got my good eye on your ass. (laughs) (laughs) So um, within this week, uh, I guess, we're supposed to be happy because... Uh, so they put out a plan and they are saying that they are going to erase $10,000 in federal student loan debt and $20,000 if you have Pell Grants. And uh, that's it, I guess. And I'm, I feel like they kind of alluded to maybe there's more to come, but I wouldn't give my hopes up on that. So what are y'all thoughts about it? I would say I think the first thing is uh, like this forgiveness is for people who make what less than a hundred and one twenty five, less than one twenty five. I just feel like the math ain't mathing. So my issue is as a single income household mm-hmm. that makes over that one twenty five, who yeah. has. The <laughs> Damn. But no, let's not get it twisted. Okay, like okay, I need right. some student loan forgiveness right. over right. here. Right. 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 I'm not saying And so, and so, like that is the thing that, like, I'm happy for everyone who's going to see feel this relief mm-hmm. because I understand how this is the beginning of you to feel like you can have that American dream. Like um, they talk about how, you know, millennials are slow to purchase homes, how they realize that a lot of kids like after college are going back into their parents' homes was because of things like student loan there like has, you know, so many young Americans handcuffed to where they can't go out and, um, you know, accomplish all that they want to accomplish. Right. Um, it's frustrating. So even though I'm not one who's going to see any relief, I will say it's frustrating to see the people on the opposite end who are upset that Joe has, you know, worked to have this bill passed because their whole thing is like, their whole thing is like, Oh, I'm gonna have to pay for this. Like my, uh, taxes paying for this or like I paid off my student loans X amount of years ago. Like why should I now have to, um, help someone who hasn't paid theirs off and to me, it's just like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And it's like, if we really sat down and listed out everything that our taxes go to, is this the worst thing? I agree. Right. And for these older people who are like complaining and saying like, and are negative towards this, look at 
the you know cost of education when you went to school versus the cost of education hell when i went to school okay okay like i see why you paid yours off it was a two thousand dollars for four years of school yeah right and the the marketplace and salaries are not matching what you're paying to get a degree Exactly. Right. And then, y'all, I'm sorry, but Ted Cruz, did y'all see what he had to say about this? What did Ted? I can't stand Ted Cruz. I cannot I stand see, him. What, what I didn't see what he said specifically, but I was going to get on the Republicans, but go ahead. What did he say? I can't, I, like, I can't remember everything he said, but basically he was, like, upset. He was like, you know, don't be mad at me because you went to school and now you're not using your degree and you work at Starbucks. And then he had some, like, drug mm-hmm. reference in there. And it's like, first of all, like there I can't even tell you the exact percentage but I know it's really high like a high percentage of people who get a degree and don't necessarily go into that field that's okay because when you're in college you're still figuring out what you want to do with your life so that's okay but that doesn't make them less productive than someone who may be in the field that they went to school for and, and to blatantly assume degree even if you are using your degree that still don't mean your ass that means so what you still want damn debt relief whether right. you use your degree or not exactly. exactly and you know you saying that made me think of another thing first of all like theory and practice are two different things right. there are very few careers Come where on. what you learn in the classroom is actually like 100 percent applied right. in life yeah thank you so it's like i mean i know people who have degrees in like psychology and are like cmos of organizations psychology marketing right i mean i see the correlation but at the end of the day it's not what they went and got their degree in mm-hmm. so anyways it's just it's a really shame to hear this debate knowing that like this is something that is meant to help uplift everyone i was gonna call somebody out that's on my social media but i'm gonna just pass the mic uh-oh okay I say call the ass out, but go ahead. Um, I think education is supposed to be the great equalizer, right? That's what we've been told. And going to school and paying for it or having this debt, you want to pay it off. It shouldn't take years to pay it off, right? And I feel like ten thousand or the twenty thousand is still just a small drop in the bucket. That's my thing. But go ahead. No, go for it. No, Um, it's just a small drop in the bucket for for me personally. Um, and then you, I think about people that have, might have taken out private loans, right? So those interest rates are crazy. I never. Bye get, bye. I was in high school. My choir teacher was telling me I'm probably going to be paying this off to about sixty or seventy years up. Crazy. She was like fifty, and she's still paying on her student loan debts. That's going to be those me. rates are crazy. So that that's just my two cents. Go for it. Um. Yeah. So that's part of my two cents. One, this ten little thousand, twenty thousand. That ain't shit. It ain't what you said you was going to do. And um, to all the people like, well, we should be happy that he did something. No, we should not. You should do what you said you was going to do. Ten to $20,000. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that ain't what the fuck you said you was going to do. And for a lot of Americans, that ain't shit. Some people, that's a year of college, maybe. Especially now. So that's nothing. And then for what college costs now... A lot of people have to take out private loans because the Fed loans don't even cover it. So this little ten to twenty thousand dollars, Joe, when y'all up here, we and then okay, we'll come back. So that's first. First of all, that ain't enough money. You need to up the ante. I would I would say you need to start at fifty. 
That should be your starting point. And I would think that would at least wipe out at least 40% of people's student loan debt. I feel like. I said that would probably wipe out 40 to 50% of people's student loan debt. But 10000 20000 Because really... If you're talking about Pell Grants, I feel like that is not the majority of people right. who have student loans. So you're really talking about $10,000 in student loan debt. So if you're only wiping out $10,000 in student loan debt, I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if that was 10% of Americans' debt completely cleared. So, no. Secondly, the Republicans... And all the other people who have issue with any of the student loan debt being wiped out. Why? Mind your business. Mind your business. Republicans pass laws all the time that help their rich friends, that help these businesses that funnel money to their campaigns and all that kind of shit. And in the White House, that released the White House messy Twitter, which I believe it was a black woman behind that. You go, my sister. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who released all of the law, for, all of PPP law forgiveness that all of these Republicans gonna try to, that they had something to say about the student law debt forgiveness. They had millions of dollars forgiven millions of dollars forgiven and they over here mad about the little 10k that we got when you had millions of dollars in ppp loans forgiven how does that even happen i didn't even know you could get ppp loans forgiven how do y'all even know that so you can't tell me that you are not using the laws to your own fucking benefits y'all over here sitting in congress Making laws that benefit you, and then you're using them laws to wipe your fucking debt clean. But then you got a, a problem with the common man's law debts being fucking wiped clean. You got a problem with us forgiving ten thousand damn dollars, and you didn't had multi million dollars of loans forgiven. That's taxpayer money too. That so what the fuck is you talking about? So what are you talking about? Like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Ted Cruz, your ass probably got some shit that you done fucking taken too. And while your ass over here trying to talk about something, you get us some goddamn electricity that's going to work. Real. When the motherfucker, when it get cold and everybody is using the guy, get us on the Eastern Seaboard goddamn electricity and stop trying to run your own damn electricity to state of Texas because clearly you ain't got enough. So... Miss me with that. Like, I cannot deal. Like, <gasps> white people. I hate to put this on white people, but it's white people. Like, y'all always got all the motherfucking heat for when you feel like poor and disenfranchised people are using the system. But when you use the system, it's not a problem. But when you feel like black and brown people, but when you feel like poor and disenfranchised people are coming up, or when you feel like we are catching a break, then you got all the shit to say in the world. But when you use the system, and y'all use it more than anybody, anybody, it is white people who are on welfare more than any other race or ethnicity in this country. It is white people who get more government handouts and benefits than anybody. But y'all spin the narrative like it's us. No, niggas, it's you. Y'all the real niggas. Y'all try to make it seem like it's us. 
we need 50. At the very bare minimum. I feel like we need 50. I think that's good. I know but, I need it. <laughs> and it shouldn't be no damn if you make whatever. No, just wipe it out for every damn body. If you pay taxes, if you a U.S. Uh, citizen, give us our shit. That's it. That's all. Period. Shit, Joe. And then that's my other thing, Joe. Your ass over here cowering the shit. And then I think, oh, that was the last thing I was going to say. I think it's awful funny. That you always decide to drop this little nugget right before it's the election shit about to start coming around. You should have been gave us this damn $10,000. You held that shit on purpose. You held it on purpose. And you didn't held it too long because I was still side out of your ass. You and Catastrophe, Kamala, whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Both of y'all, I don't care. She got my damn nerves. Her and you, you and her. I don't care. I do not care. Anybody can be called out. Both of y'all on some bullshit. And then president, the vice president, you supposed to be the one. You used your blackness to get in that seat. She did. She did. You used your blackness to get in that seat. You ain't. We ain't never knew you'd be no AKA until you was running for vice president. We ain't never known you to go to Howard until you was running for vice president. We ain't never known that shit about you until it was cool to be black. And now, the minute your ass got in that seat, well, we ain't seen your ass since. Have not. We have not <laughs> seen you since. And the only time we see you is when Joe ass in trouble and he needs to be bailed out. That's the only time your ass get on TV trying to save his ass. Girl, good day. Both of y'all. You need to up the ante. It should be more than ten to twenty thousand dollars, and y'all know that, and y'all know that, and don't be trying to throw that out. Be like, oh well, you should be happy with that. No, I'm not happy with a motherfucking thing because if you can wipe out millions of dollars for the damn Republicans, then you could give us fifty k, point point blank and period. So either give us our reparations or give us fifty k and student loan debt or give us both. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. That went longer than I expected, my bad. <laughs> I, I feel like the whole time I should have been going like this. Like. <laughs> and another one. Jesus. <laughs> 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 my bad. It's been a while, y'all. So I have right. a lot to say. She had a lot to say. We are here say. for it. I'm going to try to correct you. The only reason I learned her name was from the show Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Oh, I don't give a damn because oh. I'm going to say whatever I want to call her because until she do right, until you do right by us, we going to call you whatever we want to call her. You heard her say, what you say? Catastrophe. Catastrophe. Yeah, that was done. I should have just fell out the chair. That's when I was just dead. Because you, right. you ain't did right by us. Anyway, we going to move on to our next quickie topic. All right, so this is a local story. So if you're in the DFW, which I feel like most of our listeners are, you probably have already known this, but if you're not in DFW, you can listen anyway or you could skip for whatever you want to do. Um, so K104, which is the local hip-hop station in the DFW, and I feel like it's the first hip-hop station, if I'm probably right with that. I don't know. When I came to Dallas, it was really the only hip hop station. I know it came out before ninety seven point nine. I do know that. Yeah. Okay. When I when I moved here back, it was like ninety nine in two thousand. Um, yeah, in two thousand in nineteen ninety nine. This was the only hip hop station that was in the DFW, which was K one hundred four. Um. So I that was that was the first station that I remember listening to in Dallas. So it's. 
popular. You know, if you are from DFW, you cannot be from of DFW without knowing K104. Um, and you really can't be of DFW without knowing Lady J. So she's been on uh, K104 roughly for about 20 years. And she's been on, she's been on a lot of the morning shows. I think she's been a part of the street team. I believe she was on Skip Cheatham in that's the morning. What, okay. Yes. That's, that's and then home. when Skip Cheatham and his crew left, then Dee Dee came on. And it was weird, or not weird, but interesting because I thought maybe she would she would have gotten the morning show spot. Because she was there I did for remember so people long. talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I thought that, but she did it. Um, Dee Dee did, and she was Dee Dee's co-host. And so... She was Diddy's co-host, and they've probably been on the morning show 10, 11, 12, something like that years. Um, so on now, now because of <laughs> modern technology, I'll be honest, I don't listen to the radio at all anymore. Okay, but I'm very aware of the show, and I hear clips from it so often or whatever, and it's very much a staple in DFW. So on one day earlier this week, I was scrolling my social media and I seen the morning show, Dee Dee, and all the other people that are on the morning show, which I'm not even sure who they all are now at this point, because like I said, I don't listen. Um, and Dee Dee was going on about how they're going to miss Lady J. Um, they're sad that she's no longer on the morning show, but they wish her well and how she's been with Lady J for 11 years and then Lady J has been with K104 for 20 years and, you know, they were naming everything that she had done with the radio station and they was naming, like, everything that she's still doing, like her podcast and all the other things that she's doing in the city and all that kind of stuff and how people can go and support those things right. or whatever. And I was like, wait, what? You know, I was like, hmm, this is interesting because she's been with the, the station for so long. If this was like a planned exit, I felt like Jay would been a, have been a part of it, you know, mm -hmm. and she wasn't there. And so I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Let me go check social media. So I go to Jay's Instagram page and on Jay's Instagram page, she has a post. And her post reads, hold on, let me read her post. Waiting for it to come up. But it reads something like, <clears throat> hold on, let me be, let me make sure I'm saying this. I want, I don't want to misquote anyone. Um, I'm trying to see. Okay, I can't see her post. But anyway, it says like on August 22nd, she left the radio station and that, you know, um, she thanks everybody for their well wishes and that it's really emotional time for her right now, um, but that she's going to tell her story soon. And so you I was like, hmm? you want me to read it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. She pulled it up. She got it. So it says Monday, August 22nd. 2022, I resigned from K104 FM and the morning show. Having to walk away after 19 years of blood, sweat, and tears was the most difficult decision I've ever had to make in my life. And I'll explain soon. Dot, dot, dot. Just a lot of emotions right now. So please give me some time to gather myself and catch my breath. Love you all. And thank you for your unwavering support over all these years. I could never thank the listeners and my followers enough. 
Damn, my paraphrasing was pretty good on that. Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, so I was like, damn. So then I go to her next post, and she has a screenshot of the video that I was looking at with Didi in the morning show. And underneath the post, she said that she politely asked K104 to take that post down because the narrative is not true. And then underneath that, she says, but they declined or they hadn't taken it down. I think they have since taken it down. I don't see it anymore. Um, But yeah, so that told me, oh, this is not like an amicable split. Like something must have happened. Um, so yeah, so Lady Jade is no longer okay one four, and so I just kind of wanted to get you guys' opinion on what you think might have happened, or how do you guys feel about that, or what do you all think? Go ahead, Eva, because I'm not from Dallas. Okay, you've been here long enough. I know, I'm Dallas, uh, but... You are detailed. <laughs> okay, so my opinion on... It must have been something happened behind the scenes, right? Right. Um, because they've been together, what you said, 11 years. Mm-hmm. These are two... Who's a part of the crew? Two women? Two black women? Yes. Okay. And then there are some men involved. Man. But they're the main two that run it. Yes. Okay. And it looked like, from what you said, or just the background, that they got along pretty well. Or at least in... Yeah, that's what it looks like. Right. Face to face. We don't know them personally, but it appeared... The optics. Yeah, the optics appeared that they got along. I don't know what happened. You know, I think sometimes Mm -hmm. money gets involved. Sometimes ego gets involved. Sometimes you just realize that you could do better and just leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. That could have been one of the things that could happen with her. Maybe she wanted more, realized she could get more. And I'm going to go somewhere where I'm happy. And I'm going to do what I want to do. It could be that simple. Yeah, I think the whole situation is <laughs> interesting. Um, to Rachel's point earlier, I don't listen to the radio a lot because normally I'm on like Spotify or Pandora. But um, when I do listen, like you definitely hear Didi in the morning, Lady Jade, and honestly, like Didi and Didi, her um, voice annoys me. Like I actually, a lot of people say that about. I actually prefer to hear Lady Jade talking. Anytime I hear Didi, I literally like will start flipping through the channels and then come back. (laughs) Like I don't know what it is, but that's a sidebar. But um, I think it's interesting because I also think about just like being in this community. And what I do know is I see Lady J out in the community way more mm-hmm. than I see Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, um, you know, all this is speculation, of course. I wonder if it was a situation where they were going to ask Lady J to move from the morning show to like a different like slot. slot. And she was like, no, like, you know, I've established, pretty much established this show. Like, I'm probably the one getting y'all the listeners that y'all are getting. Um, so... No, nah, that's not going to be the case. And instead of them potentially folding, they might have been like, well, it's there, the highway. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But like I said, like, um, you know, I attend Concord and Lady J comes to Concord. She had an event there this week. Um, and I've seen her there multiple times and I've seen her going to like restaurants. You know, we have a mutual acquaintance that she just popped up at their restaurant, gave them some free publicity. So she's, I feel like always in the community doing stuff. Um, so it's really unfortunate that we're losing that presence in our, um, on our radio airwaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I'm surprised like, damn, because she has been there so long. Mm-hmm. So when Dee Dee got the morning show, I was like, damn, why wouldn't y'all give it to Jay? Because she's so present. Like I said, you cannot be from DFW and not know Lady Jay, you know? Um, and so when Dee Dee came, it was like somebody that wasn't from here. Nobody knew who she was. 
So she really had to work to establish herself here. Now you probably would know her. Um, but Lady J is somebody everybody definitely knows in the DFW. So I definitely feel like she's going to fall on her feet. You know, um, I wouldn't even be surprised if another radio station snatches her up because, like I said, she's like gold here, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but and I'll, the other thing is that I'm very surprised that she was even with K104 as long as she was, because if you are familiar with that that type of industry with like radio and TV, especially like local radio and TV. Most people don't hold spots on local radio and TV that long. Like you got two, three, four years top, unless you are like the morning radio host, like the top host, like the host, it's your show. Mm -hmm. But other than that, if you're not the morning host, you're constantly moving around to get the morning spot somewhere in some market. So the fact that she was here as long as she was and not, it, at her own morning show um shows me her dedication to the city and her dedication to that to that station you know because she probably could have gone somewhere else and made money at the top spot because the morning show is the most is the top paid show of any radio mm -hmm. station and everybody wants their own Morning show. That's where you make the most money in a radio station. So the fact that she was there as long as she was and never moved is very surprising to me. So I always wondered that. Like, I was in school for communications and that's kind of like my thing what I wanted to do. So I was always like, damn, why she never leave? You know, she could probably go if she kept moving around. She could probably eventually get her own morning show somewhere, you know, but she never did. And I mean, you know, it wasn't like, I'm sure she wasn't hurting because she, parlated into other things and like now she has her podcast and that kind of thing and stuff like that so i'm sure she's gonna land on her feet i'm sure she's gonna be fine um but i just think it's a loss to the dfw area and she will be missed anything anything oh. okay well keep your head up lady j keep your head up girl yes and we can't wait to see how this story unfolds and she says she's gonna yeah tell, tell the story. story we yes. gonna keep our eye out for that one we keep on keep refreshing the feed yeah, and I know a few people who have been on her podcast before. Like, I know them personally. I feel like they're good friends with her. So I'm keeping my ear to the streets. I ain't going to tell y'all about it, y'all. Oh, okay. You said how good Tell me. I'll tell y'all, but I can't be, you know, revealing the right. on public. You know, I'm on the problems. All right, so we're going to move on to our next quickie topic. So this has been going on for a couple of weeks, but the documentary just came out this week. So I feel like I can still report on it and I wanted to talk about it anyway because it's some bitch ass shit. But anyway, Irv Gotti. I don't even. <laughs> okay, so a couple weeks ago, Irv Gotti had an interview with Drink Champs where he was talking about his Murder, Inc. documentary that was coming out on BET. And of course, the clip that went viral was the one of him talking about his relationship with Ashanti. Um, and I think, I don't know, did y'all know that he had a relationship I with Ashanti? No, no, I did not. I thought he was just like a manager, right? Or I feel like it's never really truly ever been confirmed that him and Ashanti had a thing, but it's always been a big speculation okay. around him mm -hmm. and Ashanti having a thing. But it's never been confirmed. 
But we know that him and Ashanti don't get along. That is true. Yes. Or that everybody knows because <clears throat> she never talks about him. She never speaks about him and all the years that, you know, that, that have passed and Murder, Inc. or Ashanti has been recognized. She's never said his name and um, Ja Rule still works with Ashanti and he'll still work with Irv Gotti, but we never see Ashanti and Irv together right. anymore. So, and then, you know, she was um, fighting to get uh, rights to her music, and then Mm -hmm. she ended up re-recording all her music so that she could get the royalties and all that kind of stuff. So, it's been a lot of stuff. So, but I don't think anybody, they've never, ever confirmed that they really were an item. So, anyway, so clips come out where pretty much he confirms that they were in a sexual relationship. Now, mind you, he was married, Okay. I don't care what he say about him being separated from his wife. I feel like it was bullshit. He was very much with that woman. But, um, so in the clip that was first released, he talks about, he was talking about how he found out that Nelly and Ashanti was together. Like, he was watching uh, NBA, and he seen them at a game together. He heard the commotion, and it turns out that the commotion was Nelly and Ashanti, and that was how he found out. And then other clips were being released about them having sex and she wrote the song happy after a sexual encounter that they had i believe that's bullshit but whatever so of course the internet was going crazy now mind you ashanti and ja rule are still really close and they call themselves brother and sister and ja was sitting right there the whole time right next to herb Gotti when he was saying all this shit ja didn't say nothing but anyway we're gonna skip that part oh we'll come back so then um, the documentary has since is being released on BET and uh, the other clip that surfaced that kind of went viral was, I guess the clip of their first kiss or their first, I guess oh when gosh. they realized they were a thing. I don't know. It's creepy. I don't even want to yes. tell it. But anyway, he said, these are all Herb Gotti words. Okay. So take it with a grain of salt. That's what I'm going to say. So he says they was vibing in the studio and they was um and they were in the studio, they was vibing and they had been getting along and they had been in the studio a lot a lot and I guess she needed a ride home and he was looking at her, her juicy sweats and her ass was looking good and all this shit. I mean it gave me creep vibes. It's hard for the words to even come back out of my mouth. So he says all this and he takes her home, walks her to the door grabs her ass and kisses her and he said she said what took you so long these are his words now i don't know if shanta really said that but that's what he said she said so what are y'all opinions about irv Gotti and his kiss and telling ass of this whole situation Big up. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's it God. that's it i ain't got nothing else. That's it. I was just like, nigga, yeah. How old was he when this happened? Bitch ass, nigga. How old was he? Kiss and tell an ass, nigga. Whole ass, nigga. Lying ass, nigga. Okay, all right. I'm done. I'm just done. It's a wrap. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> oh, God, this is a trick. Let me know. <laughs> this nigga yeah. okay. over there. <laughs> like, 
Okay. <laughs> I can't. Mm. I guess y'all don't have an opinion on it. We just did it. No, I think my thing is like clearly first of all i haven't seen the documentary but you descri- i haven't seen the documentary i just saw that clip so from that clip and you describing how he played back what she looked like and stuff definitely big creep vibes uh-huh. like first of all why you still like reminiscing on her like that because basically you want something that you could not have mm. and it's probably multiple reasons why you could not have that you know like i get it when you are uh you know, like, when you had somebody back in the day, you might think about them like, damn, yeah, you know, we had a good time. Uh, you know, she was and that's cute. it. But that's it. But like, you're not going to say Like, yeah. well, he, you got to go into detail. No, no. Or in the detail that he it's went into. It's not detail. Like, even if on a documentary he wanted to say him and Ashanti had a relationship, you could have just said that. Yeah. Exactly. You could have just said that. But in the way that he's describing her and talking about her, when you were clearly married, you were married, you were married. And then the way that he talked about him finding out that that she was with Nelly as if it was this huge betrayal. You were married. You were married. Like, this will be killing me about bitch ass niggas. Ho ass niggas. your wife, you was with Ashanti, and probably a whole bunch of other bitches, but how dare she go and be with somebody else? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Perv? What are you talking about, Perv? That is your new name, Perv Gotti. Perv Gotti. You are disgusting, yo. This shit is nasty. And then to all the other people in the on the web talking about oh well she was a grown ass woman she was a grown ass woman she was 20 years old I do not feel like 19 and 20 years old is a grown ass woman you are legal but you are not grown and for you to be dating somebody 10 years your senior you are outwitted you just are you just are at 19 and 20 years old I was not making rational all of my decisions were not rational. All of my decisions were not grown woman decisions. All the decisions that I made then are definitely not decisions that I would make now. Very true. True. And Very I feel true. the same way for men. Right. At 19 to 20 years old, you're not making decisions that you would be making as a 30-year-old man. He knew good and hell well. He's a 30-year-old man. He has her career in his head. He's in control of her career. He's in control of her music. He's in control of her sound. He's in control of when when she goes on tour, what her videos look like, her video budget. He's in control of all of that shit. She's 19 years old, 20 years old. You can't tell me that every decision she made, she would make today. Like, every decision that she made, she made of an adult mind. I don't believe that. I mean, I think the key thing is Irv Gotti is irrelevant because if he was relevant, then she, you didn't even have to mention her for your documentary to pop. To pop. pop. 
to train. But you you had to do your little press releases beforehand and bring her into the conversation. So then you start a viral buzz to build anticipation for this documentary to release. But it's like, bruh, if you was what's hot in the street, you wouldn't even need all that. I bet you Diddy could come out with a documentary and all people got to say Diddy. Thank you. 50 Cent, 50 Cent. Like, they don't need anybody else. Jay. Like, they don't need anyone else for them to, like, have the viewers. I agree. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that you know Ashanti is still bad. Like, you know it's niggas that is Y'all saw how Nelly ran across that stage. Okay. (laughs) 19, 20, 21, 22 is dudes that was listening to her when they was kids and they grown now and they was still want want Ashanti. You know Ashanti looks amazing. And that's why you trying to brag that you had her. But the thing about it is, and a lot of men do this, you trying to brag like, yeah, I had her. You want everybody to know. But you didn't have this Ashanti. Right. You didn't have what Ashanti looks like today. And so don't get it confused. Like, you had 19, 20-year-old Ashanti. And not to say that she still wasn't bad because she was. Yeah. But you ain't had this Ashanti today. So, nigga, keep my name out your mouth. Okay? Because you ain't fucked me today. You know what I'm saying? Like, the things that I'm doing today, the things that this cool could do today, they wasn't doing back then. Okay? So don't be trying to act like you had me today, boo-boo. No, you did As a matter of fact, that girl don't even exist no more, so technically you fucked the ghost, okay? Try to tell people that you didn't have sex with me, okay? Stop it. Stop it. As a matter of fact, nigga, if it's more than 10 years ago, it don't count, okay? Stop it didn't happen. It, it did not happen. It didn't happen. It did not happen. It is dead. It is buried. It is six feet under, nigga. I hate niggas that do that shit. Nigga, stop. If it's been more than 10 years, that shit is erased. That shit is null and voided, okay? Nigga, who? Who? What's, what? I don't even know who you talking what? about. What? It's, what do you look like? What? Who? You said who? I no. Yeah. I do not know this man. I'm on my. I'm kid. sorry. I'm, I'm on sorry. my. Kid. I, I do not know this man. I do not know this man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry for this man. man. <laughs> sorry for this man. I'm on my kiki baby. But yeah, he did that because Ashanti is who she is. She still looks good. She still looks amazing. If Ashanti was out here on some crackhead bullshit and she didn't look like she did and she wasn't who she was, he wouldn't be telling everybody that he smashed Ashanti. If she was out here 500 pounds, 300 pounds, 10 kids, 5 different baby daddies, you wouldn't be doing all that. But because she is who she is, Mm. that's why you over here trying to brag. Talking about uh, she wrote happy after after a sexual encounter. Boy, shut up lying. Why are you lying? I would be surprised if Ashanti even had an orgasm with you. You are lying. You're lying. I don't believe a word you're saying. And Ashanti, whenever you are ready to tell your story, I hope you be, I hope you tell how whack his dick was because I know it is. Because for you to be saying all the shit that you said, that is shit whack niggas do. That is shit whack nigga dick do. If your dick was all that, you would not have to be telling this story like this, my bruh. You would not have to be telling this story like this. And last but not least, Ja Rule, you want some bitch nigga shit too. Because for you to be sitting next to her, and for him to be talking like that about your sister, and for you not to say nothing, 
You should have checked that nigga. You should have checked that nigga. I ain't saying you got square up with that nigga. Okay, that's your boy or whatever. But you should have been like, you need to chill. You could have been like, let's get back to the yeah, documentary. To the like, table. anything. You could have even just under the table tapped yeah, his leg. Right, like, that's what I'm saying. You, you do it too much, my guy. Like, hey, chill. Yes. Chill. If you didn't want everybody to know. But you over there. <laughs> man, man. No, no, no. No, no. Like, that's so high school. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I'm no, no. Er, stop lying. I don't believe it. I'm not saying y'all didn't have a relationship, but I don't believe all these little details your ass is throwing in there. But you, you really trying to sell this documentary? I don't know if BET is gonna pay you if you hit a certain number of viewers. They gonna give you an extra bonus or what? But nigga, you is lying. I don't believe it. I do not believe it. I'm so sorry, Shanti. Have you ever looked back on somebody you had sex with? You'd be like, damn. I should have did that. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes. I know she <laughs> is looking back like, fuck. Damn, why I do that? But she ain't even in no play to this nigga, which is kudos even, to her. Right. Like, yeah. don't even speak on him. Don't give him yeah. any more hypeness, buzz. Like, he's irrelevant. Like Rachel said, you that Ashanti is a ghost. Which means it can't be even talked about. It can't even be talked about. But I know, I know behind closed doors, she's like, God damn. Right. Oh, oh. Yeah. I understand, Shanti. We've all been here, girl. Keep your head. If he didn't make me orgasm, it ain't even the fuck. It's damn sure. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I guess it's later for y'all because Capitol Records have signed their first um, AI artist. His name is, I guess it's a he. Uh, name is FN Mecca. And he actually has a song with um, Gunna. Pushing P. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so he has a song with Gunna. Um, and yeah, so I, for, I heard the song. It's hard to tell where gonna stop and he start. They sound that much alike? Yeah, but gonna is like a whole lot of the song. I, I think F in Mecca just kind of like a little bit of it. Or maybe they do sound that much alike. I don't know. I couldn't really tell who was who. So, so what does that sound like all these other rappers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I guess for me, because it's AI, there's a code, there's a script. Did the, who made the code? Does this mean? Who, how does this work? How does the money? And work? why do we need this? What, 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 what experience is a code going to give you? It's way cheaper to just pay a developer to to code a rapper than to pay a rapper. I but mean, okay, so you're talking about finances. So what so the concert going to look like? What am I going to relate to from an AI person? Like, I, I'm a grown man. I want to have some experience. I would like to listen to somebody that been through some shit. Who who gonna make up the shit? Who 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 write? Maybe that's maybe. Now that's my question. Who is writing? Why you know is my question? This <laughs> is this is, is the why? step for them to erase humanity. I, mm. Baby, they already been stepping in that direction. Did y'all see that uh uh police that police officer robot? Mm-mm. Baby, he had a gun. They was throwing shit at him. He was jumping over the shit, pulling back up, shooting shit. Baby, we about to be gone. This we out of here. This is the one I was doing. 
Did he do like a cartwheel or? He did like a tuck and roll. Tuck, tuck and roll. Yeah. That was a police officer. Yeah, he was supposed that. to be. Yeah, yeah. We out of here. We out of here. This back our kids, but the generation after that, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We about to be underground people like the. <laughs> <laughs> we about we about to be also iRobot trying to fight for humanity for real. But that's what y'all want. Y'all want to put AI over everything. Y'all want to put AI everything. Y'all want to be like. This is what's coming. This is why we got to fight back now. We don't need this AI rapper. We don't need the AI women that you have sex with, men that you have sex with, all them stuff. We don't need none of that. Now, that the too? women that what? you have sex I don't what? know, but you might need that. Because some people, they they perverts. Y'all, these little pedophiles and shit, give them a kid doll and let them go. <laughs> oh, that just feeds there. <laughs> But eventually they gonna get tired of the doll and want the real thing. No, no, no. no, no because, yeah, they could go get another doll. Let's go back to the rapper. Right. <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I mean, right. I, I, I think that everything is about to, we're, we've already started this slippery slope. We've already started it. We've already started it. They're gonna find a way to replace everything. I don't think that is smart. <laughs> I don't think that is wise, but hell yeah. I mean, when you listen to the song after this, I'll pull it up for y'all. But he sound just like Gunna. I mean, he sound just like every other rap song I've heard within the last year. It sounds just like that. I was like, I don't even know where this so is. So is uh, <laughs> FN Mecca going on tour? I don't, that was the other thing. Like when they showed the picture of him, I couldn't tell if it was a hologram or if it was like a a doll or what. I don't know what, but he looked weird. And it, I think it's awful funny that the first AI rapper would be white. <laughs> like he looked white. Why did would he, he be black? Do you have dreads or not? Nah? I mean, he had dreadish looking things, but he got white skin. Come on now, y'all know hip hop came for black. He light skins. He mixed. They made like he got white skin, but he got like green eyes, like not green, but like turquoise-ish. It looked mm. like turquoise-ish eyes with turquoise hair. He still looks like a caricature. He doesn't look like an actual all the way like a person person. Like he, gotcha. you could tell he's still like a a robot or whatever, but yeah, he, he looked weird to me. But uh man listen just hey if you still got albums cds cassettes even eight tracks just keep that shit because this is the way the new wave of music this is where we're going and um i'm just i'm gonna be the one listening to the eyes of the brothers in 90s r&b you know so i'm with you that'll be me because mm-hmm. then Beyonce got a new song coming out, or she's doing redoing a song with Charlie yeah, Wilson. She, uh, uh, is it Charlie Wilson or uh, Uncle Charlie? Uh, Ron Eisen. Ron Eisen. Yeah, I, I like yeah, it. I liked good. it. I liked it. Yeah, so anyway, we shall move on. Um, good luck to FM Mecca. Or maybe not. Maybe not. All right, so we're going to move to our last quickie topic. There has been some. Oh, man, I need to click on this because I forgot the cops the name. Um, but there has been some movements, or you might have to click on it because I don't know. So. There has been some movement in the um, Breonna Taylor case. 
Um, so, uh, hold on, let me pull up the link. Kelly okay, Hannah. Kelly Hannah. Okay. So there's been some movement in the Breonna Taylor's case. Um, everybody knows who Breonna Taylor is. Um, she was unfortunately murdered in her apartment in Louisville, Kentucky. About how long has that been? Like two years now? Two? No. It was 2020, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two years ago. Um, on a bullshit ass warrant and I guess now we are starting to see that it really was bullshit um so Kelly Hanna who is one of the detectives who secured the warrant has pled guilty um for conspiracy to violate civil rights in the Breonna Taylor case her and her partner um actually falsified information in order to get the judge to sign the warrant one of the things that they falsified was that, or, okay, so in order for them to get the judge to sign in a knock warrant, one of the things was that they said that there were packages um, that were, I guess, of drugs that were going to Breonna Taylor's house. Now, if you remember, there was a boyfriend mm -hmm. that was in jail, not her current boyfriend that was at the house that lived with her. Or, I don't know if he lived with her or if he was just staying a night there. But that, not him, but another boyfriend who was in jail. Him, they're saying that he had packages of drugs that was going to Breonna Taylor's house. And so, that that was the reason that they got the warrant. Right? Okay. So, this detective is saying that those are the mom always stood on that was some bullshit that that was not true that her daughter was not a part of any type of drug activity okay so the sorry um so the detective hannah is saying that they lied in order to get the judge to sign the warrant so the first lie was that dr packages of drugs was being sent to the house that was a lie. Okay. The second lie was that they got that confirmed with the post office. That was a lie. They never got anything confirmed with the post office. They're not even sure if drugs or packages of drugs was going to the house. They don't have any co concrete evidence. They don't have evidence or proof of that. They just said that in order for the judge to sign the warrant. So the judge signs the warrant under false pretenses. And then that's how they had the, the, um, what's the word? Authority. Thank you. That's how they had the authority to be able to go into Breonna Taylor's house with a no-knock warrant. And then, unfortunately, you know, they killed her. Um, and so she has pled guilty. She could receive up to five years, which I feel like is light. Yeah. Breadcrumbs. Um, but the other uh, speculation is that um, by her accepting this deal is that she's going to be working with the feds um, on whatever else is going on within this police department. So what are y'all's opinions on this situation? So I don't know much about how the police or investigation or being a detective works. But first thing came to mind is what's the check and balances, right? They don't check the police. They know to lock any. Right, right. They're just humans that can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Um, but there needs to be some type of check and balance. I don't know if they could have showed a. They could have used a falsified a picture. If they had to show a picture of the boxes, 
before they got it signed off. Mm -hmm. Because if they were doing all this, they were watching her for a while, right? So they had time. They had time to go through and go through the proper channels instead of rushing it. And I don't know why they, or it sounds like they rushed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why they did it, but that's the only thing that comes to my mind. I like to question, why is there no, how do you find a check and balance in a system that that they they could be corrupt? But how are you getting checks and balances in that? Right. Because a girl just lost her life. Right. A, for a mother, no reason. Right. A mother doesn't have her daughter. For no reason. For no reason. And that's, when we look at it from that perspective, that changes things. There needs to be some type of checks and balances because you've been watching her for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. That's just me. Yeah. No, I think my issue in general is a lack of accountability. I feel like we will continue to have issues like this occur until people are held accountable. And wow. I think it starts off kind of like as you know humans as children it start off with a small white lie like oh little Mm. charlie just lied i'm gonna let that pass and then maybe it's a bigger lie it's like don't you lie and then it's like a bigger thing it's like okay now i'm gonna hit your wrist or whatever and then next thing you know because the accountability or the punishment is so minute like it doesn't you know, stop the behavior. Uh And to me, that's the issue is like administrative leave with pay. Like what's that doing? That's not doing anything. That's That's, thank you. A pay vacation. vacation. You're not changing the behavior. Um, And I think to me, it's just at the end day, it's just the lack of accountability that's being enforced in these institutions to ensure that they are being held to a level of expectations to make sure society operates and moves how it should. Um, I definitely, I don't know. I I think it's so deep that I don't really even have hope that anything is going to change within the criminal justice system. It's full of people who believe that they are judge, jury, and executioner. They think that what they, their ways, their beliefs, their system is right above all else. They think if you are in the system, even if you are just being investigated, if your name comes across their desk, that you're automatically guilty. And that means that they have the right to do whatever they want to get to whatever it is that they're trying to get to. But then when they ask under investigation, all of a sudden that doesn't mean any damn thing. Like, oh, now, now laws and things don't have to be followed. Now you don't have to go over and beyond to try to figure out what the hell is going on. Now, they're not criminals, but when you do some shit, or even if you don't do shit, you are a criminal. You know what I'm saying? So, it just baffles me, I think, how the human mind works, how cult-ish the police department is. You know, I don't even know if it's... um the fault of an individual or the fault of just the system as a whole. And I don't even know how to, to break that apart. You know what I'm saying? Or how to stop it without just breaking it all the way down. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just needs to start over. It just, it just is what it is. As far as this situation, I hope that these people get prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Um, I think that when things like this happen, I do think that officers should be able to leave with pay. 
because I do feel like everything should be investigated. Mm-hmm. Um, because not every time officers are guilty of something. But True. if you are found guilty, then all that damn money needs to come out of your fucking pension. Your pension just needs to be gone because that's not your money anyway. You know what I'm saying? 401k, okay, that's your money. But pension, that ain't your fucking money. That's not your own money. So if you are found guilty, you don't get that money. That should not be money that you get to receive. Any of those benefits, that type of shit, it needs to be gone. And then at this point, you are now a civilian. You need to be prosecuted to whatever extent of the law is that you broke. Period. That it just is what it is. Everybody has to be held accountable for what it is that they do. And as long as you put a badge on that immunes you from any laws that you break, you know what I'm saying? They're, of course, they're going to continue to do whatever it is that they do. You know, mm-hmm. because the I feel like the, the culture is, well, if it gets the bad guy, then it doesn't matter how we do it. If they're guilty, it doesn't matter how we get them. They're, they're thinking, well, he's guilty of something. They're guilty of something over there. So if we have to lie to falsify this warrant, it don't matter because when we go over there, we know we're going to find some shit. So when we find the shit, then it don't matter how we got the warrant. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they do. And so when they, when this, whatever this happens or whatever this happens, if she is working with the feds, you think that, they, that Breonna Taylor is the only damn family that they didn't falsify some damn bullshit for to get a damn judge to sign a warrant? Hell no. No. No, no, no. They didn't probably falsify the whole... They didn't probably falsify warrants, planted shit on people. They didn't probably did all kinds of shit because they think you guilty. Well, I ain't got the proof. So, since you did it, I ain't got the proof. I'ma just fucking make sure that I got proof of what I know you did. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's just what they do. And when you work in that type of field, it's very easy for you to get hardened. It's very easy for you to only see the bad in people. It's very easy for you to think you know what people are capable of. You know what I'm saying? And it's very easy for you to look at a certain person and to think, or look at a certain group of people, or to look at a certain neighborhood, or to look at a certain, you know what I'm saying, and think you know who they are. And so it doesn't surprise me at all. It don't surprise me one bit. I work with people who are the same. Being in the field that I'm in, I see people all the time who judge books by their cover, who judge a community because of the community that it's in, because of where they are, because of their economic status, because of the color of their skin, because of the country that they come from. And you think you know these people and you think you can tell them who they are and you think you know what they're capable of and you think you know what they're going to do. Then why are you over here? Why are you even in that community? You in that damn community. You in their shit. Why are you over here if you don't want to assimilate? Why are you over here if you don't want to get to know these people? Why are you over here if you think the worst of them? You shouldn't be over here governing over these type of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand for the life of me. And I feel like it's always like that with white people. 
Like, y'all always want to govern over some damn body and think you know what's best for them and think you could be able to tell them what to do and how to do what they should do, but then you don't like them. Why do you want to govern over people you don't like? I don't, and it just, it just, I don't know, I don't get it. I'm not saying you have to be black to govern over black people or white to govern over white people or Hispanic to govern over Hispanic people, but why do you want to govern over people you don't like? Because clearly you're going to have a bias. You know what I'm saying? Clearly going to feel a, a way about them. And there's no way, looking at this woman's picture, she's clearly a blonde, white woman. I'm sure that she does not live in the neighborhood that Breonna Taylor lives in. I am positive that she doesn't know anybody that looks like Breonna Taylor or looks like anybody that looks like Breonna Taylor's boyfriend or looks like anybody like that. Personally, you might work with somebody like that but you don't know anybody personally that looks like that so you already have a bias you know and I just don't understand and then it's always like well we'll get better training we'll get better this we'll get better that no 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 you can't train people who are just already naturally biased I don't believe that you can do that like people are just gonna be who they are and I really feel like that with white people because them more so than any other racial ethnic group in this country can go to places where they don't have to deal with any other race or ethnicity. No other race or ethnicity in this country has that privilege but them. They can go to neighborhoods where they don't have to see anybody that looks like anybody that doesn't look like them. They can work places where they don't have to work with anybody that doesn't look like them. They can go to churches and grocery stores with people that don't look like them. But no other race or ethnicity in this country has that privilege. So, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. That was all I was going to say. Great job. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was our last quickie topic. Um, so, we've come to the end. But I did want to talk to Kenneth. Okay. Okay, because Kenneth is my brethren in education, but he's recently resigned, which yes, I did not know. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Okay, and so when did you resign? I resigned. You know, you know I'm a nigga, so I did it. I just resigned maybe a week ago. Okay, okay so if ahead. you are like, if you are in education. You should get like two weeks. Well, you did? <laughs> oh, I said you should. I just said I did that. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Oh, no, I didn't do that. Okay, so if you are in education, one, it is like the mark, it's like the scarlet letter if you resign like after the school year starts, like in That's the middle true. of the school year. Like you are considered... June 30th. Like, yeah. If you don't, if you let the school year start and you resign in the middle of the school year, you are considered like... Take, yeah, trash, trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> technically they can take your license. Yeah, or, and so yeah. or your dad can definitely they'll pause, I'll say it. pause yeah. it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. And so when he told me he resigned, I'm like, wait, what? Because to resign in the middle of the school year is like a big deal because, like I said, they'll pause your license. They make you feel bad. Like, <laughs> how could you leave the kids in the middle of the school year? Oh my God, what are we gonna do? So. You can say me. what you want okay, so about to, it, but what happened? What, so, what made you um, resign? If I would have stayed at the school I was in and I did enjoy that school and the leadership there, I would have stayed 
for all those reasons you said, for the leadership team, for the for the kids, for the teachers, right? Because I did bring some joy there, and I enjoyed them, mm -hmm. right? Even though I might have vented, oh, I might have vented mm -hmm. often, but I did enjoy that environment, right? So I was moved from there to another position higher up in the district. Um, something went down there, um, which is out of my control, but I think was really God's way of making me remove myself from that district, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because if I was not removed from that position at the school and didn't, went to the district, I probably would still be there unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I've been unhappy in education for probably a year plus and didn't know I was, didn't realize I was unhappy. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important. Now it's all about me. I've been working since I was like 11. Never had any time off. Even in college, I was working. Y'all know that. I was yeah. working too. Yes. Two, Shout three. out Jason's Deli Potatoes. <laughs> yeah, we were slanging uh, them things. Okay. Slanging, <laughs> we were slanging them things. Potatoes. <laughs> um, but I need just time to think, regroup, mm -hmm. and love on myself for once. Because mm -hmm. I've been loving on a lot of people. You right. know, we've been friends for years. Right, I love right. on all y'all. Plus, I love the kids at my job and the people there. Mm -hmm. So I had I had to take time for me mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's great. That's great. Well, That's a beautiful thing. I hope to seek that experience in my life and my career. I know that I keep on joking with Kenny, but I'm like low key serious that I need to meet with my financial advisor to see like if I want to take a sabbatical, like how long could I do that, do that for? Because mm -hmm. I need a good like two to three months for real for real really i do need it well um i am definitely happy for you and um congratulations um yes. anybody who has been in education uh, Ooh, like myself uh, i completely understand and i'm trying to be with your brother uh, but if anybody knows anything about education there's a severe teacher shortage right now mm -hmm. Um, they're actually hiring people who do, don't even have college education <laughs> and are just training them and trying to get them. I don't know if they're going to eventually like get them through college or if they're just going to get them a certified without the college degree. I don't know. We have two at our school who are not, do not have college degrees, but, but they're, they're in, in school. school. Okay. Yes. So my fear um, in education is, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, go ahead. But my, go ahead. My fear in education is because they have, they're changing it because there is a shortage. So they're going to have to do something to get mm -hmm. people in the classroom. But my fear is that it might go from having like, you just got to have 60 hours in order to teach. Yeah. And so I Does think. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yes. And I think once they start doing that and they realize like, oh, well, we could just get people who've had two years of college or an associate's. And we could just stick them in the classroom and get them a teacher certification, I think, and pay them less. Right. Then they're going to do that. And then they're going to be like the hell with hiring uh, college educated teachers or veteran teachers because the pay has already been a big thing in mm -hmm. our, in our <clears throat> um, career anyway. We want more pay and they right. don't want to do it. So if they like, oh, we could just pay these little, you know, 20 year olds. You know, forty, fifty thousand—that's a lot to them, right, and right. then that's it. But I feel like what's going to eventually happen is that these people are going to eventually be twenty-five, thirty years old, <laughs> and they're going to be one the same damn things that we're all asking you for, right. like, and they're going to be burnt out just like we were, or are, and they're going to be tired just like we are, 
Two, they're going to be not, they're not going to be veteran teachers, you know, and, and I don't think it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be any better, you know, but child, it ain't my money, honey. Did, did you hear about what Austin's trying to do for teachers? Because the cost of living or buying a house in Austin is so much. Yeah, because I always take people and start moving there. So they're trying to find a way to get teachers' houses. Mm -hmm. But it's a shame that I work with your kids in a community, mm -hmm. but I can't live in this community. Mm. Like it's that's like San deep Francisco. to me. I mean, I'm just a saying that that's deep. Your kids spend eight hours a day with me, mm -hmm. but I can't live in this community. Right. I can't afford to live in this community. Right. I raise them pretty much. Right. You, you just get them in the summertime. Listen, <laughs> there'll be a story time coming for me very soon. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, but take care of your teachers, man, because. Just take care of. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not surprised. I was surprised. Honestly, I was surprised when you went back this year. I was like, why are you going back? <laughs> uh, I was surprised you went back. <laughs> Only because bills killed everybody. <laughs> but like I said, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so thank you guys so much for coming and helping me record. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, hopefully fun. we get our guests on soon. And then I will see you guys in two weeks. Um, I am Rachel. This is my friend Kenneth and my friend Yvette. And this is Short Answers Long Discussions Podcast. And we will see you guys in two weeks. All right. Bye. Bye.